This is your host, Scott Singer, and you are now tuned into Biofuels Daily. It is Monday, February 10th. When one physicist asks another, what's new? What is the typical response? C over lambda, of course. Now to today's top stories. Our first story of the day comes out of Little Falls, Minnesota. White Dog Labs announced today that the District Court for Morrison County, Minnesota has approved its bid to acquire the Central Minnesota Renewables CMR plant in Little Falls, Minnesota. The plant, originally a 20 million gallon per year ethanol plant, was upgraded in 2016 to produce butanol and has several of the unique production capabilities required to produce ProTitan. We are happy to announce this agreement and will work with local and state authorities to reopen the plant as quickly as possible, said WDL's CEO Brian Tracy. Cargill and WDL have recently announced an offtake agreement for ProTitan, an alternative protein to fish meal, which is a critical feed ingredient in aquaculture. ProTitan, made up of 80% protein, is sustainable and scalable as it is made from corn but it also is affordable as it shares production costs with its co-product, Mirutitan. Mirutitan, a butyrate-rich fermentation soluble, has been shown to substantially reduce prevalence of salmonella in Campylobacter in challenged broilers. In addition to improving feed conversion ratio and weight gain, WDL is currently negotiating a Mirutitan offtake with a major feed additive company. While WDL has developed and scaled up the anaerobic fermentation process for these products, its plant operation will be supported by the management of Midwest Renewable Energy, also known as MRE. We've been collaborating with WDL for the past two years and are excited to support the conversion and ramp up of their first plant, said Jim Jandrain, MRE's chairman of the board. We are impressed with the simple ProTitan process and are looking forward for MRE to become the second ProTitan plant. The CMR plant has a clean sugar production module made by FQPT, membrane filtration, which will be provided by Graver Technologies, and the re-engineering of the plant for ProTitan is being carried out by Advanced Bio. We are looking forward to working with our customers, partners, and the authorities to rehire most of the plant employees and start production, said Tracy. We hope to do profitability to do our part in sustainably enhancing and improving the world's food supply. A little background about White Dog Labs. White Dog Labs is a biotech company focused on animal health and nutrition today for humans tomorrow. It was established in 2012 to address global challenges including food sustainability and climate change and is funded by Musia Ventures, the investment arm of the Sameco family. The company has unique world-class expertise in microbiome-derived organisms which have promising implications for nutrition and health. The company has invented a proprietary process, Protocol B, for the isolation, selection, and cultivation of microbiome-derived organisms and have developed MixoFirm, a fermentation technology that consumes sugar and gases, thus increasing product yield in industrial fermentation. WDL is applying this expertise to develop and commercialize the Titan platform of unique products. Our second story of the day comes out of Washington, D.C., The Renewable Fuels Association today released a pair of reports summarizing 2019 U.S. ethanol and distillers grains export and import data. Through a series of charts and graphics, the reports provide industry advocates, policymakers, and the media and general public with the latest information on the important role U.S. ethanol and distillers grains play on the world stage. 
The Export-Import Trade Summary Report on Ethanol provides annual and monthly data on U.S. ethanol exports, highlighting the fact that 1.47 billion gallons, or 9.3% of the ethanol produced here, were exported in 2019, second only to 2018's record of 1.7 billion. This ethanol, valued at 2.42 billion, was shipped to more than 70 countries on six continents. Top destinations for U.S. ethanol exports, with Brazil ranking first, followed closely by Canada, are also discussed in the report, along with information on the impact of trade barriers on shipments to certain markets. When it comes to ethanol imports, the United States continues to import very little fuel ethanol and remained a net exporter by a large margin in 2019. Maps depicting the leading ports of entry and departure for U.S. ethanol imports and exports are also offered, as are figures showing the annual economic value of U.S. ethanol exports. The second report released today covers U.S. exports of distillers' grains, a high-protein co-product of dry mill ethanol production used in feed for livestock and poultry, which totaled 10.8 million metric tons in 2019, the sixth straight year these exports exceeded 10 million metric tons. Mexico remained the top destination for U.S. distillers' grains, representing 19%. However, U.S. distillers' grains exports to China continued to see a significant drop since the country imposed punitive anti-dumping and countervailing duties against U.S. products in 2016. U.S. distillers' grains exports had an aggregate value of $2.2 billion in 2019, the fifth highest on record. Although they moderated slightly in 2019, ethanol exports have experienced rapid growth in recent years, and distillers' grains exports have sustained their gains from the last decade despite the challenges presented by trade barriers. Our third and final story of the day comes out of Australia. Bloomberg Green reports that the Melbourne-based company AgBioN will start construction next week on a $2 billion project to turn agricultural waste into energy for use in food production. The facility at Katunga in Victoria State is the first of its kind in Australia. The company said in a media statement, converting organic waste materials such as cereal straw into electricity, renewable diesel, and jet fuel and fertilizer. All agricultural land use to supply biomass to the facility will also be used to cultivate food crops, says Food Program Director Luby Lozveski. It is a priority for AgBioN that no agricultural land is taken away from food cultivation to create fuels. About 75,000 hectares of land <laughs> Excuse me, guys. About 75,000 hectares of land will be used by 2023 to supply biomass to the facility, while hydroponic tomato grower Katunga Fresh will take power from the project to add more glasshouses to its operation. Australia is gradually waking up to the potential of bioenergy generation with three major projects in development across the country using household waste as a feedstock. So, if you have any questions or comments about today's podcast, uh, please be sure to send me an email at biofuelsdaily at gmail.com. Lastly, if you could please subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening, and remember to always go green.